have my friend Jesse here. He is uh, on top of everything when it comes to social media. <laughs> he's uh, the host and producer of Social Media News Live, and he's uh, involved in live selling and other live video shows as well. He also produces a number of shows. He's just he's frankly very, very busy when you think through all the different things that he does. So Jeff, I'll let people uh, hear directly from you of, uh, you know, where do you spend your time these days online? Because you are, it feels like you're everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So I always say like the jack of all trades, master of none, but then it's then somebody said, well, the rest of that is, but it's better than just being a master of one. So I said, okay, I'll use that. So that's what I'm going to do. Nice. Um, yeah, so um, doing a lot of podcast editing. That's where we hung out, you know, last time over at Podfest, mm -hmm. um, and yeah, doing. You know, I, I produce Guy Kawasaki's Remarkable People podcast, which keeps me pretty busy. Uh, we got some really cool episodes coming up there, um, but also do my live show every Friday at 10 a.m. Central. Uh, social media news live and that's also a podcast and then you know consulting work you know all the stuff and also doing a lot of um live selling doing we were talking about this before the show is uh i'm an amazon influencer and you know do shoppable videos as well as go live on amazon live which is really cool and it's just like the wild west there's always new crazy stuff happening in the world of live selling that's awesome that's cool. Yeah, I we met at Pop. Well, we've met prior to this, but we right. really hung out a lot at Podfest yeah. here this past year, and Amazon Live was a huge focus there. So, um, you know, it's been really fun to watch people like you and some of the others that have really dove, you know, headfirst into that and making some great waves. And like you're saying, it is really the wild west. Um, it's yeah, it it's kind of this untapped, mm -hmm. <laughs> untapped platform. So, yeah. so that's really really fun to to kind of learn and watch from you guys, but. Um, you know, you obviously between all these different shows that you're doing for others and for yourself, mm -hmm. and you've done a lot over the years, um, you are like truly a content creator. So, you know, we, we've been talking a little bit about, you know, how do you leverage all of the stuff that you've made? Um, and I know you had some insights about and opinions about yeah. <laughs> all, all of us I content creators out there. I got some opinions. Yeah. <laughs> So my, my thing is, is um, I think as content creators, I mean, seriously, creating content is hard. I mean, it's hard to create good content because there's so much stuff out there and you, you, you want to stand out in the feed and you want to stop the scroll and all that stuff. So how do you do that? And because there's, you know, it's so hard to create good content. I really think that, and I see a lot of content creators creating content and they're moving on really fast to the next thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wait, you, you know, wait, not everybody saw that. That was good stuff. And I really think we need to take a breath and stop and squeeze every last drop of juice out of that content we create. We, and I, I do it myself. We move on to the next thing because we got another blog post or we got another live video show we got to do, but taking the time to really strategize. And I know you're big in strategy, Valerie, that um, yeah. how, how we can take that content and not just like, okay, I posted a blog post. How can I repurpose that into all these different places where other people who may be on a different platform or may have missed it the first time, how they can see it and we can get in front of more people and not have to reinvent the wheel every single time we create a piece of content? Yeah. Are there any specific things that you do like with your own show or your own content that, I mean, obviously we're not always perfect every single right. piece, you know, we're not always going to squeeze every little last drop right. out of something, but are there some kind of standard things that you always try to do, you know, after you have a live show or, 
you, you know, you put, put forth some sort of written piece yeah. or whatever. What do you, what are your go-tos when you're looking at repurposing things? So this is one of the topics I like to speak about actually at like conferences or speaking events or paid speaking gigs or whatever is uh, I call it the three R's of repurposing. Cause that's what we're doing. We're re taking content we've already done and repurpose it. And yeah. the three things, the three R's are, is it relevant? Mm -hmm. Is it, um, can you refresh it? And how can you make it more remarkable? So the first one, you know, is it relevant? So like I, I started out on Pinterest. That's kind of how I cut my teeth in the whole social media space stood out yeah. for a little bit. And that's when I started growing the beard actually. Cause I thought, Oh, if it doesn't work, I can shave it off. Uh, and it said it worked. So I kept it. Um, so the, <laughs> no, you're stuck with it. <laughs> I'm stuck. I can't go anywhere. Uh, I don't know if I'd recognize you if you like, I know, shaved it be, off and went to a conference. See, that'd, that'd be a people, fun experiment. <laughs> people find uh, pictures of me, like some old, like discus kind of things and without yeah. a beard and they freaks them out. But anyway, so when I started on, on Pinterest, I mean, Google plus, that's where I was at. I Google mm -hmm. plus was great. That's where I had all the connections. I had all this uh, networking that was going on. That's where I was going live. And yeah. I had a lot of posts about Pinterest. Well, that's not relevant anymore. Right. So um, you need to make sure it's relevant. If you have an, a, like an article about a flip phone, probably not relevant anymore. So right. you want to make sure that your content you're repurposing is relevant. The second part, can it be refreshed? So uh, here's an example, and I spoke at Disney a couple uh, last month, and one of the things I talked about is when I we had our honeymoon in Disney, and one of the mm. rides there was called Aliens Encounter, and it was made by George Lucas, and it scared the bejesus out of me, and I screamed like a girl. I love that ride. It was so much fun. Well, it's gone now. They replaced it with Lilo Stitch. So if you were a Disney oh. blogger and you created that, that's probably not relevant anymore, but you don't have to throw that content away. You could actually take that and write about the history of Disney or how mm -hmm. this ride compares to this ride. And, and you, you, you don't have to throw it away. It needs to be refreshed. And so that's the second part of repurposing. Like, how can I refresh the content I already have? It, you know, there's usually not much that you can't refresh. You know, there may be something like the flip phone or something like that, some tech things that are MySpace and whatever, Google Plus that just right. you can't use anymore. But a lot of the stuff we we can probably tweak a little bit and refresh it and put it out there uh, again and maybe find a new audience. And the last one is how do you make it more remarkable? So we talked about always wanting to stand out in the feed. And one of the things, what you really need to do is start looking at your own behavior. Um, is when you're flipping through and scrolling through TikTok or YouTube or whatever, what makes you stop? Take a mental note of what that is. Mm -hmm. Why did you stop and do that? Take a note, make a note about it. And maybe you could kind of uh, move your content in that direction. You never want to copy, but how can you mm -hmm. make it remarkable? Because something was remarkable about that content that made you stop. And so you want that kind of remarkability in the content that you create. So how can you make it more remarkable? Wow. Love it. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that a lot of people don't do is they don't take a mental note of what is working yeah. for me. Um, I think maybe, and I even said this to my husband last weekend, I'm like, am I the average consumer? You know, he was <laughs> right, like, right. cause he was talking about how he finally pulled the trigger on a black Friday deal mm -hmm. for something that he'd been advertised to for months right. on social media. And he was like, you know, it's really just a, a good lesson in how you can't just pop up ads and assume that people are going to instantly take action. They're going to be, you know, thinking about it and mulling it over right. and they want to see you pop up a few times, figure out like, are you legit? Um, you know, and I was like, well, are we the average consumer? Like, does everyone else think the way I do? And I, the fact that I'm like, even, you know, questioning that, um, right. tells me that, you know, 
probably most people are out there thinking like, oh, well, I'm different than everybody else, <laughs> you know, but I mean, yeah. if we just take a quick look at like, well, what's working for me, what's making mm-hmm. me stop and pause, right. um, what is it about that post or the image on it or the video in it that really is catching my attention, make me drawn to it. Um, that can be super powerful to just yeah, look back, and- take a moment, take the pause. And, you know, you mentioned, you know, your husband was saw that and, and finally bought from it after seeing it a bunch of times. What it used to be, what was it like six? You had to have six touch points. Well, now I think it's like 30 or 60. You have to have a lot more touch points to yeah. your your leads or your your potential customers than you ever had before. And that's what I like about repurposing is it allows me in not a spammy way, get out yeah. there in front of more people. Um, the other thing that... Um, it lists your family like you did with your husband. Uh, I have my daughter. She'll because t- I'm doing a lot of Amazon stuff, and I'm like, I'm not. I don't spend a lot of time on TikTok, but that's where a lot of these Amazon sellers are coming from and and mm. pushing items and things are selling out because of TikTok. So my daughter is actually say, "Hey, I saw this dad and sending it to me because." So wow. so use use your family members as your like to um, crowdsource yeah, to crowdsource <laughs> stuff and find out because you're right. You you know like I. I know tech. I mean, I know live streaming. Mm-hmm. I know all this stuff. I'm not the average person who's struggling to learn tech or what kind of camera to buy. Um, so I have other people that I ask, like, what do you, what are you, what are you looking for? Or how are you, yeah. what are you struggling with? That's where your, your uh, a potential customer is. And also don't always think that everybody knows what you know. My wife is always right. telling me like, nobody knows how to do that. I'm like, everybody knows. And she's like, no, they don't shut up. So, <laughs> so you got to, you, you know, more yeah. than you think you do. And so remember that when you feel like I, I, everybody's heard this before, they probably haven't. Right. Well, yeah. And that's a great point because a lot of times with the clients that I'm working with, a lot of times they're like, well, we already talked about this on social media. Why are we talking about it again? And I said, well, there's this whole thing called an algorithm. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and not everyone that, you know, we post it the one time, it's not like it's going out to every single person. Um, you know, not everyone was on social media or that platform that day. Mm-hmm. The algorithm, you know, maybe it, the post flopped, it didn't go to many people, or maybe it right. did go to a lot of people, but it just still didn't reach those exact people. You know, mm-hmm. so it, you really have to talk about your your main message over and over and over again. It's been a few years since I've had this happen, but I would say probably for a solid six to eight years of being in business, I had people reach out to me um, wondering, hey, I think you might do this. (laughs) Right. Is that something that you could help my sister-in-law with or whatever? Mm -hmm. And they wanted to give me a referral, but they weren't 100% sure of what I did. And these were people like, folks I went to high school with, Mm -hmm. or, you know, people that I've known relatively, they're not people that I would go to conferences with or knew from the local networking scene in the, in the Denver area. So, you know, I wasn't actively promoting, Hey, I do marketing. I do social media content creation. I don't, I really try to balance that on my personal profiles a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, So I get why some people question it, but the fact that after you know, six to eight years of being in business and talking about it from time to time, people still question, wait, right. is that what you do? Right. Because yeah. they, they, they live in their lane. Right. So right. they really need that repetition. It's so important. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And like re- re- repurposing content really does that because there are so many networks and some people like will never go on Facebook, but they're on YouTube all the time. 
you know, right. some people and vice versa. And so um, that's why I like repurposing and going to all those different platforms with the same piece of content. And I'm never, and I, I go crazy. Like um, I repurpose it to death. Like I beat that dead horse over and over and over. And I have never had anybody complain like, Jeff, you're posting this too much. Never. I have yeah. the same amount of people. Cause I always tag like people who are on my show and their little clips, yeah. they always reshare it. And they always, you know, say something about it because I, space it out in a way that isn't spammy and never had to complain about it at all. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's a great point because a lot of times people are like, well, yeah, is this too much? Is this going to be mm-hmm. annoying to people? But uh, yeah, you're right. I've never been upset by somebody tagging me on a legitimate piece of material. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're tagging me on some spammy MLM right. p- post. That's a different right, story. That's different. <laughs> But if it was a podcast episode or a live show that I was on, yeah, yeah, I love it when I'm featured multiple times by people, you know, that makes me feel like my time was well spent, makes me feel like I was an appreciated guest. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there's so many different things that repurposing really can do. Um, Yeah. And yeah, just a little bit of work up front. So that's a perfect kind of segue into like, what I do and how I do it for um, my show. So social media news live, yeah. it's all about social media and how it can get small businesses and the news going on. And, and we, we teach, you know, how, you know, some certain people are using TikTok or vice versa uh, for their business. And so what I do is um, if you look at my repurposed post, which is like all my Twitter feed, all my Facebook, all that, it's yeah. mostly all that is that you barely see me on there because I'm mm-hmm. always featuring my guests so yeah. one that helps you not feel so spammy, um, and and two it's highlighting them, and that lets me get you know better guests because they see in all my past history who I've who I've had on and how I'm highlighting them. There's right. not, it's usually it's a question and that they they're answering, and it shows their expertise and it highlights you know the guest and how smart they are, which also trickles down to me. That's how you become a thought leader, and right. um. And so I'm taking it from like my perspective and you can use this for your business or whatever, but when you're doing that, being able to highlight other people and help have them tell the story that points back to you is really, really powerful because it doesn't seem like you're humble bragging. It doesn't seem like you're doing anything uh, to spam the people who are looking at your content. It's helpful advice. Um, I had Kirk Nugent on, and he said something about like, it's not live selling, it's live helping. And so Mm -hmm. when you put the same way with your content, with the way you're putting your content out there, if you're helping solve a problem, like answering questions, like, should I, as a small business be on TikTok and have somebody answer that? People are, they're like, I don't know if I should or not. Well, this is answering that question. And so um, that kind of stuff is really, really helpful. Right. And my, my, um, the way I do stuff, and that's why I love live video so much and love podcasting is uh, I do a live show that turns into a podcast. There's one piece of repurposed content right there. But then I upload that entire episode to Descript, which is just Mm. has changed the way I do all my business. (laughs) It's amazing. So if you don't know what it is, you upload it, it creates a transcript. So it actually has a great AI transcript. It's probably the best one I've seen. I mean, it's not perfect, but it's like probably 98% perfect and you can train it and all this stuff. Um, And then you edit like you would a Word document and it edits the video and the audio at the same time. So like uh, if Valerie was was on my show, which she is going to be, um, we would take that and she would 
usually I I think that a, a good question and an answer to that question is around two minutes, which is yeah. perfect because that's the size of clip. You, you can only have two minutes, 20 seconds on Twitter, and I put it everywhere. So that's a perfect little snippet. Well, because it has that transcript, it allows me to automatically have subtitles. Uh, and so I don't have to upload it to another service for subtitles or do anything like that. Yeah. It's already there. So I take that clip, uh, export it out, and I can put it to all these different programs or just leave it as is. I can create an audiogram all inside of Descript. It is wow. so powerful. I mean, we use it for Guy Kawasaki's entire show. That's what we do it in. We do yeah. sweeten it a little bit in audition at the end, but uh, that's how we edit everything. And it's just super, super powerful. powerful. So if you haven't tried it, you need to look at it because yeah. – there's even a thing now where I, I read like two chapters of, um, I think, Wizard of Oz or something, and now my voice is in there. And so if I screw up on saying, if I said Betty instead of Valerie, I could mm -hmm. go in there and type in Valerie and it would say it in my voice. So oh, wow. It is, it's freaky scary. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that is that. a little freaky. <laughs> but uh, it's really helpful when you're trying to edit and edit quickly. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. That's great. Um, Man. And, and you can export up, you know, just the audio, you know, do the video. And so it is, it is super, super powerful. Yeah. Now, as far as like getting it distributed, mm -hmm. do you have any tools that you use that yeah. help you like stay organized with like, how do I manage getting all of this out on all these different platforms? Right. So what I use is I use Agora Pulse. And what I do is I take those, uh, <laughs> I take those uh, clips. And <laughs> Another I have Agora Pulse fan over here too, yeah. by the I, way. <laughs> I have different, uh, for every platform, I have different buckets and all it does is I have it set and I set it cause I think you can set it up to 50 times to repurpose that's that piece of content. And I yeah. set it up to just repurpose 50 times before it goes away, unless it's really like, you know, very timely. like timely or something. Yeah. Um, but I have, I probably have 250 clips in my buckets and they're constantly rotating, which is really nice because like Thanksgiving week, I didn't do any really repurposing for my shows mm -hmm. because I wanted to spend time with family, but that content still went out and it still tags the, the guest and they actually reshare it. And then I get comments about it. And, and so it never stops, uh, but I'm not working on it. So right. that's what I love about the, the cues and having it repost uh, to those cues inside of Agora Pulse because, and you can pause them if something happens and you don't want, you know, any social yeah. stuff to go out if there's some tragedy or something, but it's just super, super easy to do. I, yeah. I love Agora Pulse for that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Agora Pulse as well. Um, yeah. I, and, I'm using it for more than just, you know, a couple of right. I've got all of our clients mm -hmm. in that. So it's nice because it's like my main hub where yeah. we go. Um, and, but I love being able to. Yep, you were on there. <laughs> I was gonna, yeah, the listening, the, the social listening. listening, because the because it's easy now because Facebook's horrible getting notifications, like oh, and yeah, and not being able and not missing somebody who asked a question or has a comment, and mm -hmm. you could respond right inside of the Agora Pulse interface. Um, it is just it's yeah, it's invaluable to what I do because I don't know I don't know how I'd manage it without it. Yeah, well, and I mean even if even if you only have just a couple of profiles, the, mm -hmm. the ease of knowing that you can go to one spot right. and get yeah, it that's... all in one little dashboard right. is so nice. It's like, why would you want to like toggle between different ones and you the won't. platforms keep changing <laughs> things all the time. So different notifications that you used to get, you're not getting now and mm -hmm. it's hard to keep up. So yeah. yeah, I'm a big fan of that just from a, um, 
just time savings, mm-hmm. brain cell savings right. <laughs> standpoint. So, yeah. yeah. And the other thing is, is I would say like, if let's, you know, we do Valley does podcasting. I do a lot of video podcasting um, and you may not do that. So, okay. How can I repurpose some other content? Well, think about, you know, we talked about being remarkable. Think about how, okay, maybe you have this blog post. Maybe there's sections out there you can read as a, you know, you read a podcast. If you've got a bunch of blog content and you want to repurpose it, there's probably, you could do seasons of certain topics as a short form podcast. There's nothing wrong with that. You could read that podcast as a, and not show your face. If you don't want to be on video, you could read that and make it an audiogram that points back to your blog. So there's tons of different ways to repurpose all sorts of content. So don't, when you hear us talk about video and how easy it is to repurpose, I mean, that's why I do it is it's I'm lazy and that's really easy to do. Um, But don't think that you can't repurpose if you have like written content or just audio content or any of that stuff, because you can yeah. Well, it's, I mean, it's crazy because we've been talking about repurposing for years. It's mm-hmm. something I've talked with people about as well. Um, and sometimes it started, you know, before video was really like the hot thing, we were talking about blogs, Yeah. you know, and there's so many ways you can repurpose and take one blog article and turn it into easily 20 to 50 yeah. tweets, depending yeah. on how long the article is. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of different nuggets you could turn into short video clips, you know, as when video started becoming more of a thing and we were starting with the blog, but then like, well, what do I do in front of the camera? Well, okay. Start talking through some of the talking points on your blogs. Like we've mm-hmm. already thought through the structure right. of what's important to tell people. Um, so it's really just, you know, if you're going to take the time to create that long form content, use it as much as you can. I think, I think it's super important. Right. And I think to, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to ask about like, from a standpoint of like Pinterest, obviously you've got that Pinterest um, Mm -hmm. uh, emphasis and experience there. Right. I've heard a lot of people talk about how Pinterest is kind of like a search engine. Yeah. As well as kind of a social play. Mm -hmm. YouTube, it can often feel like, you know, it's that search engine feel as far as content goes. How much of that is an emphasis when you're thinking about repurposing content to be placing it strategically on platforms like that? So I, I think like YouTube and probably Pinterest has the best um, organic still, you know, you're not fighting the algorithm. You don't have to buy ads. I mean, they want you to buy ads, but it's not as bad as like Facebook and some of the other and Instagram and some of those. Um, I I still get a ton of traffic from Pinterest and I still think that it's worth going there. They have changed some things. They're starting to be, they want you to stay on the platform. They're doing idea pins, which still can really help you uh, with your engagement and get people to notice your product. Um, they're actually allowing like affiliate links in there. They're also going to be, they just, uh, teased that next year, they're going to actually add links to pins, uh, like idea pins in a Mm. different way. So there's going to be some really cool things that are happening over there. And it is, it's a visual search engine. The thing is, it's, there's no fake news over there. There's no, people Mm. go there to dream and get inspired and to search for things that are in a mind to buy. I'd say they're right behind Amazon on like intent to buy when people go to Pinterest, totally. they don't get, they don't mind stuff from ba- brands. They actually like content from brands over mm-hmm. on Pinterest. Yeah. So there's, you've got a lot of things going for you if you're a small business or a business over on Pinterest. So uh, a lot of people ignore it. And I don't know why, because it really is a great place. A lot of, a lot of big brands, if you watch them, they've pulled a lot of their ad budget from uh, like Twitter and Facebook and have moved it over to places like Pinterest uh, and even TikTok. So um and the, but they're they're moving in the video 
realm too. Mm -hmm. And what I was going to say is I know a lot of people struggle with video, um, but you got to remember, you don't have to do YouTube perfect videos to be successful. Like you right. look at the stuff on TikTok and it's, it's just somebody holding up a candle, a camera most times. And, uh, I, and I know it's hard because I mean, it's a struggle, but look, if, if, I don't know if this is a video podcast or not, but if you see my ugly mug on your screen, I can still, 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 still sell things looking this way. You have, you, there's no excuse for you not right. to turn on your camera. <laughs> um, so yeah, get a, kind of a lot looking. of people just get over your that that insecurity. Most people yeah. are not obsessing over you as much as you are that of yourself. And I think that I mean, if I mean, I know brick and mortars they struggle with this, and but you're in front of customers anyway, talking to mm -hmm. people. Most most brick and mortars are. You're if you're if you're a business, most of the time you have to get in front of people to sell. So yeah. just try to do a mind shift and say, listen, I'm just I'm just doing it at scale. I'm just right. selling at scale. And it is scary, but the more, I mean, I still get nervous every time I go live, but you just channel that into energy for the show uh, or for the the video that you're doing. Uh, and it, it gets easier. It does. Yeah. I mean, I always, I, I think I'll always get nervous and I hope I always do because I just think otherwise you get lazy, but um, I think more and more, that's just going to have to be one of those skills like typing. If you, you know, mm -hmm. if you know how to, you know how to type, you know, to, to run your computer, you're going to have to learn how to be on video to continue right. working in business. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's one of those things that we've been talking about for years saying mm -hmm. you better get on this. You better get on this. And now it's like, no, if you're not on this, you're missing the boat. Right. It was, remember, <laughs> so, I'm, I, I'm old enough that I remember it was that way with websites. Like people yeah. are like, oh, I don't want to, I don't need a website. And then it's like, yeah, now it's like, you're not a real business if you don't have a website kind of a thing. Yeah. So. Yep. It's uh funny i have i know a few people that still claim that they don't need a website i'm like oh, they you gosh. know they may be doing great business like there's some mechanics and people in town like i'm sure yeah. they don't have a website but they would do better business if they had one i mean they would have more clients yeah if they would even a just a simple landing page but i digress yes nope i i've had that same thought just the basic contact info mm -hmm. and hours and just i can't tell i mean tell you i mean even just had to take my dog into the vet the other day at the last minute and I'm out searching for a vet because our main one wasn't open on a Monday. And so it's like, well, people are always out searching for those yeah. folks and they go online first, you know? And, so, and I was so stoked. Like my, eye, my eye doctor, um, it's all text. I made my appointment with text and all, all this stuff. Oh. And we're in like Longview, Texas. And I'm like, I came in, I'm like, you guys are amazing that I can do this stuff all online you send me reminders versus text and i can like i said what do i need to bring like bring your insurance card and, da, da, da. and i said can i just take a picture of it and like yeah sure and i mean it's like oh my gosh in longview texas you guys are amazing like mm -hmm. uh, i will never not go to anybody else because of that convenience they made it easy that's the yeah. same thing like with uh the chiropractor yeah that i go to i was able to book the appointment on a sunday when i was thinking about it they yes. had the online scheduling. I didn't have to wait till Monday to remember to call. Like just yeah. some of those things are just becoming more and more a big yes. deal. So and if you're not doing it, your competitors will, and you're going to, you're going to lose business. So. Yeah. Yeah. Man. So. Well, you've given everyone already so much to think about. It's <laughs> so much to go do. Um, and a lot of it, I think, you know, you, you're saying you're, you're milking everything for mm -hmm. every ounce you possibly can, but 
I think baby steps are a great place to start with this repurposing yeah. as well. You know, just instead of going out and creating something from scratch this week, go look at what you've already made. What yes. it, can you start doing something with, you know, and build on from there? So a workbook that I helped put together for that conference, one of the things I had them do is I said, okay, go and find your most popular content, not what you think is the best. Look at the data and find out what is working for you. Like for me, I was like, I always wanted to be a YouTuber and I just thought that was cool. Mm. But my people resonated with me over on LinkedIn when I was doing live video. So whatever, I thought LinkedIn was for nerds, but I love it now. I'm in there and I'm uh, interacting with people. Uh, so find the data and, and look at it and, and, and find that content that's, you know, like three pieces that did really, really well. Go there first and repurpose it. Even if it's just like, hey, this is a section, uh, click to tweet it. And it points back to your article. I mean, that's fine. Yeah. You know, those three pieces of content. If you haven't created content yet and you know you need to do some, what are some of the lowest hanging fruit that you see that you think will resonate with people? Like um, if you have a, a business and you get the same question more than twice, that's a frequently asked question. Do a piece of content on that. Like, right. uh, you know, and then you can send people who have that phone call like, hey, I don't understand. You're like, hey, here's an article. Just go here. This will answer your question. I'm going to answer it to you right now. But this is for reference if you forget, you know, or didn't mm -hmm. take notes or whatever. Go over here. So use some of those frequently asked questions that you think are stupid simple, but you still get a, lo a lot of questions about. Use that as your first piece of content, that lower, lowest hanging fruit, and use yeah. that and, and then repurpose it as many times as you can. Yeah. Well, and again, using a tool like Agora Pulse or similar uh, that allows you the ability to do that in an efficient right. way without having to think about, oh, I need to go on today and post something, mm -hmm. you know, where did I bookmark that somewhere? You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. there's tools out there that can make your life a lot easier. Exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. Um, well, if you have any parting words of advice as far as like if people want to go get a quick win today, um, whether it's quick as in like this is going to give me an absolute win right away or it's helping them move towards a bigger win in their marketing strategy, mm -hmm. what advice would you give someone if they want to move that needle forward? I would I would start with the three pieces of like think of the if you're already putting out content the three pieces of content and write those down and then just start moving through them like you'll probably have some downtime in the holiday you don't want to work too much but maybe you could go and like just kind of look and start just writing some notes of okay this this I'm going to try this piece because I think it might work because uh, yeah. it did really really well um, and then if you if you're really just starting your content creation process think of like that question that everybody asks you. Um, or if you're just brand spanking new, just kind of guess, what do you think that what people are going to ask you the most, like about your product or your business or your service? What's that question you think? Like, even if it's like, what do you do again? Like Valerie was saying, like, what do you, do you still do, you know, this, you know, write what you do, write kind of, you know, like a, um, signature story or a elevator pitch or something like that. And then think about how maybe three pieces out of that, that you can repurpose. The other thing I would give them is uh, I just did a, a, a training for Ecamm and I have a, if you're interested in live video and how, cause I, I still think it's the best way for repurposing and how much content you get out of it. Um, I did one for Ecamm for and leap into video podcasting. If they go to socialmenewslive.com forward slash leap, there is a, um, it's our actually template for, we send out for guests. It's got our show flow, how we actually have our, our, the show, how it's put out, put together. And I have a hundred questions you can ask 
a interview. Like if you don't know where to start, like kind of to break the ice, I have hundred yeah. questions there that they can use for that. It's a swipe file, totally free, but they can go there and download that. Love it. Love it. So many great resources. I'm like taking notes myself over here. <laughs> Things I want to go scope out too. Yeah. Well, and I will say I, this is, you know, we're recording this here uh, in the holiday season. I will say after being in business now for 10 years, the week between Christmas and New Year's tends to be a little slow. As you get closer to Christmas, it just, things start slowing down. It's busy at the beginning of December. It's busy in January, but towards that last half of December, things definitely slow down. It's a great time to really think about your own business. And I've done a lot with like writing email yeah. blasts and getting things, you know, a lot of that stuff you can schedule ahead. You know, <laughs> you can do the work now and schedule it ahead. You can write blog posts now. You can record video. You could record podcasts now. Um, and maybe your industry is different. Maybe the holidays are just nutty for you. Maybe end of year is just crazy. A lot of nonprofits, that's the case. Um, certain retailers, that kind of thing. But there's other seasons of the year that are slow where, you know, this is a safe time where I'm not getting pinged all the time. Um, and you can mentally check out to focus on your own stuff. Um, sometimes batching that has been really helpful for me. So, you know, along the lines of what Jeff just said, I will say if, if you're listening to this around the holidays, like that's a good time to, to think through. And, and again, the holidays might not be your time, you know, but think about when is right. so, yeah, yeah. I like, I also like to, I like to work on some of those bank holidays that, a lot of people are are out and you know it, it's like nobody's yeah, no one's bothering me. you yeah, <laughs> yeah no one's bothering you that's the thing it's like oh man i have this day no one, no clients are going to call me they're all out you know you need to take time out you need to give your brain a, a chance to to kind of recover right but there are some good days um and like i kind of work when sometimes other people aren't and then you know i kind of you know i know when the downtime is and, time swap yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah if you've got the flexibility to control when you work you know, swapping your time and working on a holiday, you know, minor holiday or a weekend right. or an evening sometimes is actually more beneficial if your brain is able to think creatively in that yeah. time and knowing yourself well to know that that's something that works for you is really important. And try to find something that brings you joy, creativity. Like if you, if you, you know, you enjoy like creative writing or something, do that. And, and mm -hmm. who knows what's going to come out of that. It's not wasted time if you're doing right. something like that. So, um, yeah, just so give your brain a break, but also like creativity is like, I think like a muscle, the more you use it, the better you get at it. And Absolutely. It yeah. Yeah. And I've, I've actually found like, this is kind of going down a rabbit hole a little bit, but little things like painting a wall. Yeah you know, or weeding in the garden are right. so important for me creatively, where I have the mental space to think about what content do I need to be creating? What content has worked well? What, what questions are popping up? Because a lot of times we move at breakneck pace. We don't slow down enough to think about it, but doing those mindless activities, I love doing. So. And one of the things that on those mindless activities so I've really started to kind of try to repurpose some of my hobbies. Like, mm -hmm. so I go live now when I carve and I just turn on the camera and I do it on Amazon and people buy the knives or whatever, but it's a way for me not to do, I don't feel like I'm doing work, but I'm yeah. sharing with people and talking with people and they love it. 
And so you could like, if you're gardening, throw up a camera and like, just, you know, you could do Amazon stuff or you could do, uh, you could just be, you know, something, you might get something out of it. You never know. So, you know, kind of have that in your brain, like, okay, what am I learning from this gardening thing is, could I use this like an analogy in a blog post with maybe I just snap a few pictures of me gardening. I can use later. I'm all about reaper. I mean, we need downtime where we don't think about anything, but some of this stuff, it's like, okay, I'll just snap some pictures of my garden. Cause that look, that tomato looks really good right now. And then I'll just start doing my gardening stuff, but that's, you can repurpose that for an article or a image, you know, for a live video, whatever. And so just try to think creative, creatively, um, even your downtime or your hobbies, because you can mine a lot of content because everybody has hobbies. Everybody yeah. wants to do something. So anyway, that's what I've been discovering lately. And back to what your earlier point was, like, you know, a lot of things that a lot of people don't know, things mm-hmm. that you find interesting as a hobby right. and you feel like is completely normal and boring. Other right. people are like, oh, this is so interesting. I have to yeah. see, like, you know, the wood, wood carving. I've never carved wood in my life. But they you like know, to watch it. Right? They like to watch it. Right. I have 21 chickens and they feel like that's you know, old news to me. But oh, there's whole blogs. People would on probably just follow chicken. me doing my morning chores the, every morning. Yeah, the chicken lady. See the Let's chickens. Yeah. So, you know, it's you know, tap into to what people are resonating with, even with your personal content. Um, that might give you some clues as to where you can leverage it on your brand's content. So for for example, so I cooked the turkey this Thanksgiving. We just had Thanksgiving for you guys listening later. Um, And I read this thing because I was all freaked out because we had all these people coming. Um, Like my breast is going to be too dry. Well, I found this hack online where when you rest the chick, the turkey, you turn it upside down. So the juices drain into Ah. the breast. And I'm like, I didn't know that. That is amazing. And it worked. And so you could take that and turn it into the first part of a blog post about, you know, learning Mm -hmm. new things or, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, all sorts of stuff. So, and, and that resonates with people because most everybody cooks a turkey on Thanksgiving. And so you, you know, you, you get into their world, they're into yours. And so that was just me, you know, searching, but that's great content that I'm going to mine later and repurpose it as a story or as a hack or something right. because something. it works so well. Yeah. So, I mean, always be looking for that. And the always problem be is looking you need for to, stories <laughs> and you've got to, you've got to have a system that, and I know Valerie's big in systems, but you have to have a system where you can categorize that and tag it and put it. So you do not forget it. That's the right. biggest thing for being creative is like, don't lose the things that you wake up in the middle of the night. You got to write them down. Or if you have these things, write them down, post them somewhere and being able to retrieve them later for when you a rainy day when you're not being so creative. Right, right. Yeah. Well, and that's that's the whole thought around systems is yeah. you you might be crazy busy today, but you get this moment of inspiration from listening to this conversation with Jeff and you're like, "Ah, oh, well I can't do anything with it today. You right. need to have a system to what are you going to do with these ideas later?" So, that would be my challenge to anyone who's listening here is, uh, you know, do you have your system in place to take what you've learned today from Jeff and put it into practice? So, so Jeff, thanks so much for, yeah. for coming on. This was, this was great. I'm, I'm inspired to go do more with my own awesome. live video. We'll see, if I, we'll see if I get that, get that accomplished, you know, but it is, it is the holiday season where things slow down a little bit. So maybe, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe. 
Um, but Jeff, if people want to get more from you, they want to check out more, they've been inspired. Mm-hmm. Where should we point people to? I'm everywhere on the interwebs at Jeff C and it's spelled S is in Sam, I E H that's I before E, especially in C. That's how my mom taught me. And, um, socialmedianewslive.com. That's where the Friday show lives. We're everywhere. If you search for social media news live, uh, but we'd love for you to join us on Fridays or listen to the podcast or watch the live videos over on YouTube. But uh, yeah, we would love, uh, love to connect with you over there. It's a lot of fun. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Jeff. And until next time, we'll all be out repurposing everything that's happening in our daily lives. <laughs> that's right. Thanks, Valerie. If you liked what you just heard, please hit subscribe to make sure you don't miss any of our future episodes. And while you're at it, go ahead and leave us a review. That not only helps us out, but it helps others discover great interviews just like this one.